in episode 76 because I am sick with COVID and welcome in to the Betches Clear podcast where we cover the best rivalry in all of sports. I am Jesse Gutierrez and I represent the side of the San Francisco Giants who are still padding their lead in first place and won a 5-2 last week. And I'm Tyler Coe representing the Los Angeles Dodgers who went 3-2. and two. Uh, Also, did you say episode 76? Because that would have been better. I said 76. I said because I am sick. That would have been better. But we don't do. But you're doing all right. Um, Because the vaccine works. Go get vaccinated, you fucking idiots. It's it's crazy how how a vaccine like actually works. It is insane. It's almost as if doctors and scientists spend hours and hours trying to figure this thing out. And somehow through some magic, it works. Yeah, good for them because I'm not a scientist, nor are you. But we get to reap all the benefits. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I do sound a little weird. I said sounded weird the past two episodes. I am 100% fine. It's just a little gotta take some time off work, which is actually kind of nice. So yeah, it's 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 been okay for me. So don't don't cry, Tyler. I know you have a little bit. You're you're holding back that tear, but it's okay. Papa's gonna be okay. Um, but more importantly. Baseball continue to play. Chris Bryant is a great San Francisco giant. And I just feel really bad because we talked about how much better Trey Turner is than Chris Bryant. But if you he look hasn't at even stats, played a I mean, fucking last game. week, Fuck last you. Week, Trey Turner hasn't even gotten a hit for the giants. He hasn't made any outs. It's, oh, for the it's giants, ridiculous for the giants. But, yeah, you're right. No, he hasn't had any hit for Trey, the giants. No, Trey Turner has not done anything for, for you guys. And you I'm said just, the I giants. God, the COVID brain thing is real. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying that I feel bad for you. I'm really bummed that you guys gave up a bunch of valuable assets for a guy who, who hasn't even gotten a hit for you this past week. And it's hmm. it's sad. Things are going to be turning around rather quickly, my guy. Trey Turner might if, be activated if, this weekend. If I had a dollar for every single time you said that you I mean you've been saying it since April. This is All just right, getting give ridiculous. Us, give the Dodgers wah, wah, 3 wah. weeks. 3 weeks. <laughs> 3 weeks. Give them to the end of the season. First place, baby. They're coming first. Gosh. Uh I think we need to talk about something going on a little bit around the league um talking about first place. We were talking a little bit the 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 Philadelphia Phillies are what, a half game out of first place you said? Yeah. It is insane. Um, I, 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 there's a lot of things going around how the Phillies actually have the the, the easiest schedule coming in, you know, the, the rest of the year, and uh, the Mets have one of the hardest. I mean, they're going to be playing the Dodgers and the Giants back-to-back right after each other, and then they do that same exact thing back-to-back in, uh, in I believe, a week and a half or uh, next not, – not this coming up week, but the week after, I believe. Um, yeah. So that's going to be fun for them. Yeah, the, the Mets are like the, the Padres of the East. Hmm. You know, I feel like there was all this hype. And, I mean, they've sustained first place for a while. But they're only – their winning percentage is what, like 530 maybe? Mm. They're not that good. Mm. And nah. I don't know. I just don't like Mets fans. Mm. Never, yeah, never really personal. have. Yeah. Y'all are okay. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it'll be it'll – be, Interesting. I mean, I hate the Phillies too, and the Braves. Right. 
you've talked about how your your disdain for Philadelphia as well. You don't like the Braves, so basically you just don't like anybody. I I think we've kind of come I to realize. pretty much hate everyone, hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, but it is kind of funny how um how quick the tables turn. Um, you have teams that were bowing out, obviously the Cubs and the Nationals, but I think that that they were smart too, honestly. But um, a lot of people wrote off the Braves. They also brought off, um, wrote off the Phillies a little bit and were kind of giving that, um, that spot to the Mets. But now, I mean, it's anyone's game. I mean, two games out for the Braves. I mean, they, they didn't do enough to help that rotation, in, in my opinion. But, I mean, they added a bunch of outfielders, which is kind of weird. But, hey, I mean, the East is going to come down to the wire, which is kind of nice. Yeah, Fun to see and that, I mean, you, you know. If, if Fernando Tatis doesn't come back, Bryce Harper is going to be the MVP. If he keeps this up, or maybe my right. guy, AJ Pollock, I don't know, which we'll, you know, we'll talk about later. Right, right. No, 100% no. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's, it's at least going to be exciting because for a while it looked like the NL East, I mean, was going to be a laugher. It was like right. three out of the five or four out of the five were 500 or below. So... <laughs> It at least makes things competitive, which is good for everyone. Unless you're a Mets fan. Right. <laughs> Unless you're a fan in that NL East, then you're a little worried. I mean, I think you could breathe. I think you feel a lot better if you're a Phillies fan versus a, a Mets fan right now, especially because 100%. you don't know when DeGrom is actually coming back. Which also opens the door for my boy Walker Bueller winning that Cy Young. Yeah, Kevin Gosman. That's cool. Um, yeah. I, I I think we should I think we should branch into to our teams now with a quick play us say what which we haven't done in a couple of weeks and we actually don't have a clip for you but it is being said going around the internet that Chris Bryant called San Francisco San Fran and people are upset um just stop crying I don't know I I think it's a lot easier for me obviously because I don't live in San Francisco I get it but at the same time it's like why get upset about that sort of thing? Like, just stop. Just yeah, stop, San, please. San Fran Giant fans are just little babies. Like, <laughs> the city of San Fran isn't that great anyways, so let's relax. Number two, I really think this is going to get inside everyone's head, and here's what I'm saying. You guys are going to hear this first. This is going to be breaking shit. Giant, the San Fran Giants are now okay. going to lose... 10 of their Four. next 13. 10 of their next 13. That's what I'm saying. The Los Angeles Dodgers are going to win 11 of their next 13. First place realize, is coming very soon. Do you realize who they're playing the next three series? Yes. Who? The Dodgers? No, the Giants. You're, you're saying that we're going to lose 10 out of 13. So they're I'm playing the Brewers. Know. They're playing the Brewers. Uh-huh. Correct. I believe they're that's playing the, the Diamondbacks the again. Correct. A two-game series. Which Diamondbacks are going to be hot. They're going to come in hot. <laughs> they just dfa Josh Reddick, that piece of shit loser, mm. and now they dropped all that dead weight. They're coming in hot. And then I don't know after that because I don't care about the, the Colorado Rockies. Giants. So just, just, Perfect. just shut up they're now. Poised, they're poised to make, face. to make a late-season a late season push for that wild card. <laughs> the Colorado yeah. Rockies are going to be coming in hot. John Gray and Trevor Story are just going to catch on fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Um, 
So that that Dude, that just goes dark to show horse you how MVP Romeo Tapia um, is going to hit like five home runs. It's going to be sick. Yeah, and you know the San Fran thing. Just to put it to bed, um, there's people that are just kind of making jokes about it, and you know it is what it is. But there's some people who get really annoyed by it. If it bugs you that much, just stop. Just stop. Um, you want to get mad about it, you know, with with, with your friends at work, sure, but. Don't be messaging Chris Bryant and saying this and this and getting crazy. So calm the tits. It's going to be okay. Giants are the first team to 69 wins. Nice. And life is good. Got to work hard for it. Mm. We had to work hard for that 69. So it was. It won't be the first of, team to of, 90. It was, it was oh. a lot of convincing, a lot of, um, you know, just persistence and, and, and sticking through, but we got that 69. What's good? That's probably the, the most important, um, you know, milestone throughout this season. Right. So. so after the season's over, it'll be wild card game losers, first to sixty nine wins. Those will be the two. Those will be the two teams represented by this podcast. Yes, the team that lost the wild card game and the team the first team to um, sixty nine wins. Yeah, I agree. The real question is, is who's going to play the Dodgers in the wild card game? Is it going to be the Padres or if Fernando Tatis is out, is it actually going to be like the Cincinnati Reds? Well, first of all, that's, that's a head scratcher. I, I don't like that. You said, who's going to play the Dodgers? Who's going to play the giants in, in the wild card game? I think it's, I don't know. I think Cincinnati could make a push, right? Let, let's talk about Fernando Tatis for a second. Let's do the Padres. The Padres training staff or the front office or whoever has the biggest influence on how their players rehab and come back from injuries need to be fired. They're right. the worst in baseball. They're worse than the have, Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. You have two like perennial generation talents. Denelson Lament was supposed to be like the next big thing. He's ruined. And now Fernando Tatis, dude, this, what is this? The third time his shoulders come out this year. Right. Like, <clears throat> and just to, even saying season-ending surgery is on the table, that should be enough to just go ahead and do it. This man is signed for 13 more goddamn years. Right. If you were smart, you would just say, you know what? This year's a loss. We still might lock up the wild card game and might get into the, the NLDS or whatever, but we're going to have to go it without Fernando Tatis, and that's just the way things are. Right, dude. Like, look at look at the Rays. You think they're stoked that Tyler Glass now is going to be out for all next year, and the half right. of this year? No, but you need to get it done. It just is what it is. Right. It's infuriating, um, dude. I don't know how these people it, still have a fucking job. And Danelson Lamet is actually coming back, and it is believed that he's just going to be out of the bullpen. He's not even going to um, stretch out to start. But that's um, the thing, dude. He's cut. This is what going to be his third or fourth time coming off the DL this year. And every time he does, same issue. They start. Right. He's a starter, but he only throws two, three, four innings max. How long can you do that with someone before you just throw him away because he's done? Because you're ruined him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, good, good for the Dodgers and Giants, I suppose. But it's just shitty. Yeah. Not everyone can be Dave Greshner. So yeah, I get it. It's, it's, it's not easy being cheesy. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that the Padres are not exactly, uh, um, as scary anymore. 
Um, I, I, I don't, I don't really fear going in and, and, and playing their lineup is still really good, but as a, I mean, Snell has been not very good all year. You Darvish is starting to dip. Um, that bullpen is okay. It's solid, but it's nothing to, to scream about, but that lineup is still really deep even without, um, without Tatis. So, yeah. And then you I, have someone like know. Will Myers who can't even catch a goddamn fly ball. <laughs> And then doesn't know where to throw the ball to lose the game. I love right. it. Yeah. Finally, Mark Melanson finds a way to help the Giants. It took a couple of years off, but um, yeah, very, very, very happy with them there. Um, let's talk about some, some, some baseball on the teams that we like to talk about, the teams that we watch very closely. And I'm going to go first because the Giants went five and two, and they're the best team in baseball, and they're the best record in baseball. It's what everyone came to see, get the people what they want. Um, Giants took two out of three from the Astros. Um, a lot of uh, Astros fans and writers got really loud um, during their first win because, you know, Jose Altuve had a home run. Um, the Giants Twitter, um, you know, made a joke uh, because um, during Altuve's first at bat, when he struck out, he, he threw his uh, threw his bat down and said, hit your bat twice on the ground for off speed. Ha ha ha. Little jab at him. And then the next bat, um, when they're chanting Altuve sucks, he hits a huge bomb to put him ahead. Um, so they were really loud. Then all of a sudden they got really quiet when they got their ass kicked for the next two games. Um, you know, they're supposed to be the, the best team in the American League. I didn't see it. None Their bullpen was not scary at all. We freaking pecker slapped their bullpen a lot. Um, you know, um, their rookie is, is pretty good. It's really nice to see that uh, – they took it to Zach Grinky a bit, um, but I don't know. Yeah, fuck, fuck the Astros. Nice to take two out of three and show that the National League is above um, the American League. Then the Giants went to um, to Arizona, took three out of four from the Diamondbacks. It did not look that way going into the um, the ninth inning today, um, but. Gosh, it is what it is. Lamont Way just coming through. Chris Bryant, um, that guy, I think it was a small little pick. I'm not sure if you know who he is, Chris Bryant. He actually played on the team in Chicago. I think the Cubs. Yeah, and, but now he uh, plays for the San Fran Giants. And he's putting together a nice little catalog. You know, one little thing that he did say in his interviews, um, first of all, we didn't mention this, first home run uh, in his first game played. Uh, nice. Um, but one thing that he said in one of his interviews, he talked about how he was talking to his wife and how he always imagined that he was going to be at the Giants at some point of his career. He was like, I wasn't sure if it was going to be, you know, you know, free agency or whatever, or whatever, but it's crazy that it's, um, you know, this way leading me to believe that he wants to stay out here. He likes it. And I think, especially since the stuff that Jed Hoyer said about all the, uh, the guys that he traded, um, you know, about how they weren't, um, uh, willing to get extended. And if they wanted to be a cub, they would be a cub, but they're not um, really weird things to say after those guys gave you so much and you know, you, you don't extend them. Um, but after those comments, and it just feels like that that book is now closed for Chicago. Basically what I'm saying, it's a long winded way of saying Chris Bryant is going to be a giant for the next, at least five or six years. Um, so let's soak it up. Let's enjoy it now, baby. <clears throat> Neat. Literally don't care. Um, I do care. Yeah, I bet. I'm still holding out hope that the Giants go after Carlos Correa. 
Because I would love to no, see him I don't for think the next. So. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is upsetting. It's very upsetting. Yes. I, yeah. I I don't think so because I mean, you know, position flexibility is huge with Bryant. He did play one game in center field, which is today. Didn't get a lot. It didn't get a lot of um, looks out there. So I, I I you can't really tell if he's a good center fielder or not from the eye test. Um, so we shall see. But there is going to be a lot of roster crunches which is really concerning because Longo, Disco, and Gosman have to come back um, within this week. And who the fuck are you going to send down? Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I would imagine the guys who have options are, are going to go. Um, Dickerson was rumored to be one of those guys that like might be option. He has one option left. But after his huge um, series against the Diamondbacks, it's really hard to. So, I mean, I would imagine to have to be, you know, Estrada and – and maybe even Austin Slater. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It, it's. I'm glad that I'm not, you know, going to be making those decisions that I'm not far on because I don't know what the fuck I would do, especially since all those guys are contributing. So what can you do? I don't know. I, I don't know, and I literally don't. Don't care. know. <laughs> I, I don't. Care. You should care. I, you should because you got to come care. to us to get the NL West. What so. I do care about is the goddamn Arizona Diamondbacks stuck. Shit. But mm, first, they do suck first, shit. I don't know. The Dodgers again extend their historically laughable one in eleven in extra inning games. The first game of the of the Diamondback series, they lose six five in the tenth inning. They right. don't even, if I remember correctly, didn't even move the free runner over, which is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, lose six five. And of course they lost because that night the Giants won because the Dodgers, I don't know what kind of like curse is going on. They can never gain a game Mm. ever. And then the Giants had two games to make up two games less than the Dodgers played and they win both of those. So now they they've made up a whole game without the Dodgers having to do anything, which is awful. Um, Right. Dodgers do so win the actually, series. I, misspoke. In I said three games. It was four games. So just just so we're clear, I don't want to be misspeak mis misspoke misspeak on this podcast. Even though I just studied COVID, like an idiot. COVID brain strikes again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean the the only be- the only like, good thing I can say about I mean we won the series in Arizona, which you have to. That's expected. Right. But they also they score eight runs on Saturday which typically this season when they score a decent amount of runs because the o- offense is feast or famine, the next day is horrible. And then Sunday they come out and score 13 runs, win 13, nothing, which was awesome because we had an off day Monday. So we didn't have to worry about them coming out on Monday and putting up a fucking goose egg and losing the game. So you win the series. Great. And then what everyone's been waiting for all goddamn season Dodgers and Astros, I, I I think it was everything everyone wanted, honestly. Right. I mean, I was there Wednesday night, Max Scherzer's debut. It is maybe the most fun I've ever had at a baseball game. The craziest environment. I know I was telling you before we started recording, it trumps all the Barry Bonds era giant games sitting in the bleachers and him just getting booed. That doesn't even compare to what I saw 
Jose Altuve get and Carlos Correa get yesterday or Wednesday, and that was just incredible. Yeah, was um, that a year of a year of pent up aggression. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Tuesday the Dodgers come out and lay a goose egg. They don't look good, which makes you kind of nervous. Um, you know, because it's I, these games, even though they all count the same, this series obviously meant more to everyone, to the fans, to the players. So seeing them put up the goose egg, that was a little nerve-wracking. And the thing is, Bueller pitched really well, which is good. You know, he keeps going. He keeps shoving. Bullpen gives up the big home run. Victor Gonzalez gives it up. But the offense, you know, like we were talking about, feast or famine. So then we come out Wednesday. Scherzer. So while I was there, Watching Scherzer get that first strikeout against Altuve, that might be the biggest Dodger debut, like first batter ever in the history of Dodgers. Him coming in, <laughs> facing Altuve, and striking Altuve his first batter was great. Then he gives up the home run, and you're kind of like, God damn it. But then Mookie leads off the game with a home run. Later in the first, Will Smith hits the three-run home run. Now we're up 4-1. And, dude, it was just crazy. Just really watching Max Scherzer and thinking like Max Scherzer is on the Dodgers, right? And he was sh- and he was shoving and he he looked great. The Dodgers, the offense was there, dude. Mookie Betts, AJ Pollock, they're on a tear right now. Cody Bellinger even hit a double and he made solid contact. Which, I mean, you're bound to make solid contact at some point. So hopefully, you know, he figures his shit out. Um, but overall. Pretty good win. Jose Altuve, four strikeouts. Like Gosh, you couldn't have that, you couldn't have wrote that any better. No, and I I think it was definitely a must win for you guys too because after losing, you know, game one especially Lance McCullers, it was like, damn dude, this is supposed to be your time. Like you're you're if you get swept at home against the Astros, like fuck, dude, like. You got to crawl into a corner. I mean, there's nothing you can say yeah. to that. Well, so I don't know. There, there's a couple things I want to speak on. One, again, Jose Altuve strikes out three times against Scherzer. Joe Kelly comes in, punches him out. Four strikeouts on the night. That's great. Joe Kelly almost strikes out the side in order and gives up the home run to Carlos Correa. However, let's not forget earlier in that at a bat, there should have been a fan interference call. I mean, maybe not a call, but a fan definitely interfered with Bellinger down the right field line and a ball he could have caught. But it was over the fence. So if it's I, over the fence, it's, it's I, not. It, I understand. But what I'm saying is Bellinger could have caught that ball, and then we don't have to hear about Carlos Correa's sociopath ass, you know, hitting home run. But right. even though Carlos Correa does hit the home run, so what? Right. Like, yeah, that, that is a story because of Kelly and, you know, their history. But you're still losing. Yeah, like, by four runs. Yeah, right. Not mm, even like so, – it doesn't even, like, get you, like, close. You're still down by a lot. Right. So, Joe Kelly, he looked good. And he looked good yesterday. And I was hoping he would just hit Korea just for the shits and gigs. But I know right. that would be a lengthy suspension. So, I, I knew it wouldn't happen. Um, Kenley – Jesus Christ, dude! When he yeah, when he came in, once it went from a five run lead to a four run lead, there is no fucking way he should be in the game at that point. 
And then when he gives up the bomb, it just, dude, the tension last night was insane. You know, I think Corey Knable, he'll be coming back in a couple weeks. Dude, Trinan has to be your guy. Knable can kind of bridge it. <clears throat> and Jansen slots in somewhere. But I don't think he's the closer. I, I really, I don't think there's any way to defend that anymore. Last thing about yeah, the Astros series. Like he lost a spot. I mean, I think this is the second time where he hasn't came into a saved situation, right? Yeah. So it seems like he has lost his job. And here's the thing is I knew, I knew Dave Roberts would put him in there just because he was one of the guys in 2017. You have a four run lead. I think you let him go out there and, you know, do his thing, but I didn't envision it going that bad. And, and because it has, you know, I think he loses his job. Last thing about Kenley over his last five appearances, here are his stats. Five innings pitched, 13 hits, 10 earned runs, 9 walks, 10 strikeouts for an 18 ERA. Comparatively speaking, let's look at Blake Trinan's last seven games, most of which have been high leverage situations. ERA, 0. Whip, 0. 0.57. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not a scientist, but I think that might be a little bit better. It's just a little bit better. So again, Corey Knable coming back. Let's just see how things pan out. But four games is a lot to make up. It's yeah. crazy because four games, I mean, you could be dead even in four games. However, that rarely happens. And I mean, if four games is a lot to make up in the last two months of the season. So Hmm. Let let the let the race begin, but I'm not worried about it. <laughs> not in the slightest. The, the boys got it's this. a whole lot. It's doubtful, but I'm not worried about it. It's fine. Yeah. You know, speaking of Kenley, let, let's. I'm gonna jump into my stud and dud of the week. Boom. I got two studs because I. How could I not? Okay. Mookie Betts and AJ Pollock, both in their last seven games. Hitting over 500. Mookie Betts has an OPS of something like 1,800 almost. I mean, come on. Mookie Betts, five home come runs on. in his last seven games. Two home run game last night against the Astros. AJ Pollock continuing to kill the ball. Guys hitting over 300 now. The dude is mashing. And mm. once our boy Trey Turner comes... It's game over for everyone else. He hasn't had any hits this week, man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know why you think he's going to do any better. but Yeah, whatever. Literally uh, nothing. For, for dead of the week, I can't keep picking on Cody Bellinger. I feel like you can only beat a dead horse so much. So I'm going to give it to Kenley for reasons I just previously explained a minute ago. That's all that needs to be said. But Cody Bellinger also needs to pick his shit up. Like I've said for the past four weeks, just do something. <laughs> Anything. Give me something. Yeah, that's it. That's cool. Well, uh, that's pretty sad. That's your MVP guy, and he sucks. That is tight. That is neat. Uh, let's talk about some guys who are doing really good um, over on the giant side of a stud and dud of the week. We're going to go to one. Donnie Barrels, Donnie Baseball. Um, my man's hitting 429 
with a 750 slugging hmm. percentage, you know, making up for a one, almost a 1.2 OPS. Um, yeah, has a couple of bombs. It's not really in his repertoire. So anytime he can do that, it's you, you got to love it. Um, Dickerson is another um, runner up. I almost gave it to him. And then I forgot to look at Donnie's stats. So, um, you know, and that brings me to back to where I was talking about with this rotation. I mean, this uh, this this roster crunch. Um, it's just everyone's producing now. I think Dickerson was the easy choice, you know, when LaCella was coming back. And it's like, what the fuck do you do? Um, especially now um, with it, with everyone, you know, producing and Estrada looks to be I, maybe the weakest link, but he's the guy who backs up Crawford at shortstop. I mean, I guess you can have barrels over there, but, in, you know, have like a just a hope no one really hits it over there. Um, that's the only thing I can say. And another thing about this, I'm I'm gonna go to my uh, my my dud. Unfortunately, the reason I did him last is because I think we need to talk about this a little bit more. Unfortunately, my dud is going to be Anthony Discalfani, Disco. Um, and you might be saying to yourself, but Jesse, he only pitched one game. How can you give him dud of the week? And that is fair. But at the same time, if you go back to his last two starts, you got two and two third innings four earned runs and then his last start was in the fifth inning 4.1 uh innings and four earned runs against probably one of the worst teams in baseball um i know he's had his problems against the dodgers that's the last person he faced um but man it just seems like this rotation is really starting to leak oil um and when you don't pick someone up at the trade deadline it's a little head scratching um, unless you really um, believe in Aaron Sanchez, which his times out of the bullpen, I think gave, uh, what was it, three innings, um, you know, to, to pick up um, to, uh, Disco's uh, turn the rotation when he when he got taken out. So I think he pitched, ended up pitching like three innings. Um, and he looked good. Um, but I, I got to say, I'm a little worried. Um, they're, they're giving Disco um, basically just one time off of the of, off the rotation. Um, to to give him his arm a little bit of rest. So I'm hoping that re, rejuvenate, rejuvenate, is that even a word? How am I not even saying that rejuvenates. right? Rejuvenates. There we go. Rejuvenates him uh, into being the guy he was at the beginning of the year. I know it's ups and downs. A long season, 162 games, 30 starts um, for, for a starter. So um, yeah, just hoping he really picks it up. Um, it, it, that's something that could be, you know, really damaging going into these last two months if if your rotation is is really starting to leak oil and then um gosman did look a lot better um you know but still against the Diamondbacks, so i will be holding my breath the next time he starts well i guess it would be against the Diamondbacks, so maybe in two starts so it's good to have him build his confidence with the shitty teams um which he's starting to do and then you know we're gonna need him down the stretch to to get that Cy young because fuck walker bueller and yeah, and mm. lead this team to a deep postseason run, baby. Doubt it. Upcoming week for the Dodgers, we have a freeway series against the Angels, which this year is actually interesting. They always try to hype up the freeway series as if it means anything, and it doesn't. Uh, but seeing Shohei Otani is going to be pretty neat. He isn't going right. to be starting. He, he, is, he just started a night or two ago. So don't get to see him pitch, which for the Dodgers, that's great. Nice, uh, nice, self right. see him hit, which isn't great. 
but it'll it'll be a fun show for the Dodgers. You got David Price is making a start uh, because it looks like Clayton Kershaw and Tony Gonsolin are in idle mode. Dave Roberts was quoted as saying, so Ooh. I don't know what that means. It looks like their rehab has gone stagnant. Kershaw was slated to come back this weekend. So I don't know if because Scherzer, why they got maybe they're giving, yeah, which we haven't even talked about yet. We haven't even talked about we'll, we'll, we'll talk about in a second because I have a couple <laughs> things to say. So, anyways, <laughs> Dodgers, you get a, you're gonna see Urias, Bueller, and Price three games against the Angels, and then Monday off, then we're going on the road to Philly, which as we said before, Philly's on a tear right now. So, you know, as always, need to win both series, probably a little bit more if we want to gain some ground. But right. we'll, we'll, hopefully we take four out of six this week. Four out of six, huh? Wow. Well, um, the Giants do have an off day um, going into this week. And if we continue uh, bringing you episodes on Friday instead of Thursday, we're going to go three in Milwaukee, two at home uh, versus the Diamondbacks. And then we start a series um, at home against Colorado. So it'll just be one game. So, I'm sure we're going to cover that more on the next, next episode. So I will definitely just count Milwaukee three at Milwaukee, two at home against Diamondbacks. man, this one's going to be rough. Um, I would, I would love to say that we go, um, you know, four and one, but I think a three and two would be, um, successful. Um, you know, because they are going to be, they, they do get Burns and, um, and Woodruff, um, so missing Peralta, which is nice, going to be um, facing Anderson. Um, but I believe the Woodruff game is going to be the bullpen slash Aaron Sanchez game. So uh, game one is going to be really telling. It's going to be, um, you know, big Weber Kettle versus uh, versus Burns. Um, Webb has honestly probably been our best start of this past month, and he's been absolutely destroying. So um, fucking love that guy. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see him pitch, and I think he can – keep us in the game to win. So I a long winded version of saying, I think it's possible that we go two or three uh, versus uh, versus Milwaukee and then sweep at home. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go four and one. That's what's going to happen against the giants. And it's going to be great. Chris Bryant's going to hit two more home runs next week. You heard it here first. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, let's talk about the Cole Hamels thing real quick before we end this. Yeah, because if it was 2013, I'd be shaking in my space boots. Yeah, here's the thing. Dude, every trade deadline for, I don't know, four years, we had to hear the Dodgers are interested in Cole Hamels. And the price is always too steep. I mean, they wanted Jock Peterson, Corey Seager, Julio Urias. I mean, that's way too steep. So kudos to Andrew Friedman for never making that move. If Clayton Kershaw really is that far away then I get it. But you have to remember, I mean, dude, we have Danny Duffy, which uh, I'm assuming he's going to be going into the bullpen when he comes back. But Cole Hamels, dude, he has to be built up as well. He is in Arizona right now getting built up. So if we're not seeing him for a couple weeks, I mean, Jesus, like we might only have him for if he ends up starting four starts. Right. And, I mean, if we're just hoping that he can eat some innings, I would hope with four starts, we're hoping that he can win at least two games and not just eat innings. He's going to have to win some games. So, right. 
I I get it. I was very upset about it yesterday. I didn't think it made sense. But now knowing that Kershaw may be further away than we once thought, sure, whatever. I, I, I <laughs> it just it brings up so much. You know when Ned Coletti fucking got Jason Schmidt in 2007, and he just never pitched because he was hurt, and then he comes back in 2009 with like an 88 mile an hour fastball and it's just getting fucking rocked. That's what I'm envisioning happening. Although I think mm-hmm. Cole Hamels. They said at his tryout was hitting like low 90s, like 90 to 92, mm-hmm. which still isn't very well, much of anything in the big leagues. Aaron but... Sanchez was hitting like 97 in his tryout and is now hitting 90 in his starts. So, oh, yeah. JS. So, I don't know. We'll see. If he can help us get a couple wins, sure, whatever. But as you can see, we waited the whole episode to bring it up because I didn't even really think about it. <laughs> there's been yeah, way more important started. shit on You've my been mind so, so excited about it uh i think yeah. that i think that also s- s- talks about how i mean how i don't say unimportant because eating innings is an important thing i mean i think cole hamels can give you quality innings i don't think he's going to be nearly as valuable as i mean i'm trying to think of you know obviously not scherzer or or, or bueller but even urius i mean i think he's got to be it would even be a toss-up who's going to be more um, – who can give you better innings, Danny Duffy or Cole Hamels. And my first suggestion would be do the piggyback game, but they're both left-handers. So the idea of yeah. a piggyback is you get a you know lefty-righty to try to help out your second guy at least a little bit. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope the next time the, the Dodgers play the Giants that they see Cole Hamels. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean the, the, the only saving grace about it is – is that him, Duffy, and Price are all lefties. So we're going to have some lefties in the bullpen, at least. Because only one of those guys is going to be in the rotation. So it looks like Price and Duffy will at least be lefties out of the bullpen. Because Victor Gonzalez doesn't have it right now. He hasn't looked like him, like his 2020 self all year. Scott Alexander's hurt. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, You know, the Dodgers... Uh, if this was 2009 with Albert Pujols and Scherzer and, <laughs> you know, Cole, Cole Hamels. <laughs> I mean, this would be like all time. Kershaw, yeah, right, right. And Kershaw, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. Is all right. Is, is how I'm going to end could, this. It could, it could be a lot worse, yeah. Um, yeah, man, Um, it's it's crazy where we're at, but. I'm I'm glad that we're here, man. This is this is great. This, I mean, we were hoping that the Giants were in 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 the talks of the the um the second wild card, and you know we can you know maybe be excited on both sides. But this is the first year. I mean, we've only been doing this podcast. What this is the third year. Um, by the way, you didn't get me anything for this. Uh, we did actually the the, the um the emergency episode was the actual anniversary of our uh. Of of our, our podcast, podcast for a second and you didn't get me anything so i was a little upset and hurt so i didn't get you i didn't even show you your gift because you didn't say anything and you hurt my feelings hmm. um but maybe you should pay me that chipotle you owe me <clears throat> i've been trying to pay you that chipotle and you're oh i don't um i'm trying to watch my figure so that's actually your fault for trying to be a health healthy person so fuck you for that too um but yes it's, it's really nice that we're like excited on both sides and we're not just talking about 
oh, the Dodgers postseason roster. I'm like, oh, Joey Porter had a really good day in double A. You know, like it's 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 nice that we're at where we're at, especially yeah, because the Giants in are four high, games in first in place. In high A now. Oh, He's the gosh, best shortstop dude. that ever lived. He's he in is, high dude, A. I'm telling you. Oh, oh my gosh. God. I was watching, I was watching a low A game the other day and it was like bases loaded. I mean, not bases loaded. Sorry. They walked him to get bases loaded, but the way they pitched around him and the, how mad he was when they walked him. Oh, I freaking I loved saw it. That. It was like Barry Bonds ass kind of like, come on, dude, pitch me the fucking ball. I loved it. Yeah. And in he, low, in low A. So who cares? In low A. Yeah. In and low he's low. also 19 years old. So he's in high, probably the youngest guy there. So that's, that's really tight. So you can go fuck yourself for that one. Yeah. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for us here at the Benches Clear Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Renovation Candle Company, where fall candles are being released in exactly two weeks, August 20th. Mark your calendars. They got pumpkin spice. They have pumpkin chai, pumpkin Mm. cream cold brew. They got Mm. all the pumpkin shit and so much more. Make sure you check it out. Get your white girl on at Renovation Candle Company. Um, Don't know the promo codes because is there any promo codes? No, no, fuck a promo code. Fuck you, gotta you, pay you pay full price because <laughs> they're worth it. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to be uh, subscribed to us on your favorite podcasting platform as well as YouTube. Like those videos, uh, help us grow. Write a review to help us grow. Uh, make sure to be following us on Twitter. It's lit over there right now. Uh, Benches Clear P, Instagram Benches Clear Podcast, and as always, TikTok Benches Clear. Thank you so much. And we'll see you. Now we're gonna go Friday next week too, right? Yeah. Tyler? Yeah. Then we'll see you on Friday next week. <laughs>